Thank you, praise team. Appreciate it very much. Ethel Waters, I believe, is the one who made that song famous. And it is true, is it not, that God takes care of us. His eyes on the sparrow, we know that he watches us. Have the opportunity to be involved in a funeral. We thought we had fixed that. We'll see how it goes. We, we had the opportunity, I did, to be involved in a funeral yesterday of one of my dad's best friends. They've been friends since 1956, so that's a long time that they have been friends. He was 91 years old. His name was Buck Jackson. And uh, as, as I prepared the service, as, as some of his grandchildren shared, as my dad gave a eulogy as well, it, it was obvious that he had made a significant impact on the lives of a lot of people. He was an individual who was very quiet. And some of you probably are, are a little bit quiet. He would never get up in front of a church or anything of that nature and say anything. But he really made a difference in the lives of his family and the lives of his friends. Uh, and and uh, I think that, that what we need to recognize is that even though we might not be out front, so to speak, even though we might not be individuals that people look at and say, well, that is a leader right there. We can make a difference in the lives of people, even if we're not that kind of person. We can make an influence in the lives of people if we are seeking to live for God. In fact, we can bear much fruit. Whoever we are, if we're Christians, we can bear much fruit. And that's what we're talking about today is bearing much fruit. Uh, we, we've talked about the fact that a disciple follows Jesus Christ. Matthew 4:19. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Uh, Y'all remember what, what it has to do. Follow me is what? <laughs> Relationship. I will make you transformation, fishers of men, impact. I appreciate your overwhelming um, answers. But a, a, a genuine disciple follows Jesus Christ. A genuine disciple believes. That makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, if, if you're going to be a disciple, you need to believe in Jesus. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the children of God, even to those who believe on his name. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is, that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Genuine faith makes a big difference in our lives. Faith without, faith without works is dead. A genuine disciple abides in his word. You shall know the truth. The truth shall set you free. You're my disciples indeed if you continue or abide in my word. We're transformed by the renewing of our minds. One of my favorite verses is Psalm 119, verse number 11. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Isn't it true that as we memorize scripture, as we meditate on scripture, we're transformed by the renewing of our minds and we are able to overcome temptation because we're abiding in his word. A true disciple loves, John 13, 34 to 35, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. By this shall all men that know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Well, there's another characteristic of a disciple in John chapter 15. A genuine disciple bears much fruit. In fact, the verse that we're looking at primarily is John 15, verse number eight. It says, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. And then it says this, so you will be my disciples. God's glorified when we bear much fruit and we are his disciples. 
So it's important for us to bear much fruit as we seek to live the Christian life. Now let's read John 15, 1 through 8, and then we'll dig in, so to speak. John 15, verse number 1, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are, they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Let's pray. Lord, as we look at this and other verses of scripture, we just pray that you will help us to understand the importance of bearing much fruit. And of course, we do that by abiding in Christ. And we pray, Lord, that you will be honored and glorified through our lives and through our ministries. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, Paul liked to pray. And in, in scripture, we have several of his prayers, one of the great ones in, in Ephesians chapter three, but another one is in Colossians chapter one. And part of that prayer is verse number 10, where he said that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Isn't that a great prayer? Isn't that what we should want for our lives, that we walk worthy of the Lord, that we fully please him, that we are fruitful in every good work and we grow in our knowledge of God. God's will is for us to bear much fruit. That's point number one, God wants us to bear much fruit. We see this in John chapter 15, a couple of different verses. The first one is verse number 16. Jesus said this, red letter, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and do what? Bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Basically, he says that it's his will for us to bear fruit. Not only to bear fruit, but to bear lasting fruit, fruit that remains. So it's clear in God's word that God wants us to bear fruit. If we are not bearing fruit, then we are not living according to God's will. I believe that is, is common sense. Uh, we need to, to bear fruit, to bear lasting fruit, to bear more fruit. Look at verse number two. We're talking about John 15, two. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So we're talking about more fruit here. We should not be content with the fruit that we are bearing now. We should want to bear more fruit. Now, the, the problem is that in order to bear more fruit, then sometimes we have to go through pruning. In other words, God has to sometimes chasten us. A lot of times he can teach us from his word. And if we are receptive to and, and we apply God's word, then he's not going to have to prune us as much. Sometimes he has to prune us through circumstances, through difficulties and so on. And it helps us to grow and to become more like the Lord Jesus Christ. It helps us to produce more fruit. 
So we're talking about fruit. We're talking about lasting fruit. We're talking about more fruit. And then verses five and eight talk about much fruit. Verse number five, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. God's the vine dresser. He's in control. Jesus is the vine. He is sort of like the tree trunk. If you're talking about an apple tree, we are the branches. If we know Jesus Christ as savior, and then we need to bear fruit. If it's a vine with branches, we bear grapes, of course. If it is a tree trunk with branches, we, we produce apples. Whatever fruit that God wants us to produce, we produce as we abide in Jesus Christ, as we focus on him. God wants us to bear fruit, lasting fruit, more fruit. And he wants us to bear much fruit. That's point number one. Point number two, bearing much fruit includes doing God's will. Now, I think that there's some people that think they're doing God's will. They're out there serving. They're out there doing things. But they don't recognize that they need to be obeying God's word if they're going to be producing much fruit. In fact, we see this in a couple of different portions of Scripture. Number one, in, in um, verse number 17 of, of chapter 15, it says, These things I command you that you love one another. And uh, it was also in verse number 12, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for his friends. We talked about love last week and love is so important. And in Romans chapter 13, it indicates that love is the fulfilling of the law. In other words, if you truly love God and if you truly love one another, then you're going to be obeying God's word. John 14, 15, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. But also think about this. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not bear false witness. If we love our neighbors, then we're going to keep those commandments. As we love, we're going to be fulfilling the law. And it's God's will that we fulfill the law, that we live according to his will. Now we see this also in Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7 is a portion of scripture that, that deals with some things. It's part of the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 7, beginning to read at verse number 15, says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. They look good, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Have you heard that before? Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. In other words, it's one thing to talk. It's one thing to say, well, I'm a prophet, or I, I'm, a, I'm a Christian, or I'm, I'm trying to live for God. It's another thing to live a good life, to bear good fruit, so to speak. Now, it, it goes on to say in verses 21 and following, which it's another paragraph, but, but it's still the same uh, line of reasoning. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Think about that just for a minute. <clears throat> I, I don't want you to... to, to do your elbow or point anybody out or, or, or say anybody's names, but do you know some people in church 
who say, Lord, Lord, but they really don't live it. They don't do the will of the Father in heaven. If, if we're really gonna be bearing good fruit, then we need to make sure that we are doing his will. Verse 22, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? That's more impressive than many of us would claim. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now Jesus goes on in this familiar next couple of verses to talk about the importance of obedience to God's word. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew 